so yeah, what, what's next? Or you got anything else, or do you want to get into like? Uh... Yeah. So uh, real quick, television shows like Jeopardy and Tonight Show are filming without an audience. Yes, I've seen some of those uh, without an audience shows. It's uh, it's interesting. Well, you've watched the actual shows. Like I've just checked out. Like I just wanted to see what it was like for a few of them. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. Like I, I think I did see a clip of uh, the Tonight Show just to see what it was like. Uh, there was like a, I think a last week tonight without an audience. Um, did, uh, I assume all of them is, is, uh, but, uh, is, well, what is it? Is, is Seth Meyers show doing no audience or is it just, I saw on, cause I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. It said that, um, that they weren't doing an audience. Okay, yeah. I figure they all aren't, um. Which, by the way, guys, if you can ever be an audience member on these shows, it's really fun. I did it for Seth Meyers, and it was awesome. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember you bringing that up on an earlier episode. Um, I got to speak to him in a way that he didn't call security for because he took questions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yes, I was just like, I want to say something, have him respond back, and not be, and have it the response not be, "Can we get security here?" Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That was the goal. <laughs> So, you saw some of the clips. So they don't have like a laugh track, right? No, but they uh, what they do, and I I think it's kind of charming when it, in a way. But what they the uh, the crew kind of will laugh a little. Um, he oh, they, okay. it's a, it seems like a lot more communicating with the crew. Um, uh, yeah, because a lot of times that's like to help the energies. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's I think they definitely wanted to. It looked like uh, I think this was for the Tonight Show, but it looked like they had some of the crew in the audience. Uh, it, but of course, it was much, much less people, uh, and yeah. you would just kind of hear this gentle chuckling every now and then. I think it's something that so, could yeah, work. And it's also but, important um, once it's in the swing of things. Yeah, it's also important for shows like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune where the hosts are in the best health. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, normally I don't bring up Marvel's uh, studio news anymore, but figure I would. Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and WandaVision have been put on a two-week hiatus. Ooh. At least that's what it was a while ago, and I think it's probably indefinite right now. Yeah. Um, I... Disney Plus, they're really banking on these shows because they don't have a lot of... They're not putting out a lot of original stuff. Most people like me who are still using it are mostly just going back to their old library of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be... Uh, they're going to have to scramble to find a new way to keep people engaged with this stuff or a new way to release stuff. Was Mandalorian filming yet? Like the second season or... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'll check that. Hey, I haven't. I thought they were supposed to. It's supposed to premiere October twenty twenty. Ooh, I still need to finish the first season. I I loved what I saw so far. I don't. I've only seen one episode of it. Um, I, what I saw so far, I actually really loved. I don't know why I didn't finish it. <laughs> I think I saw <laughs> three episodes. Oh, I don't. Oh, is wait, it says. Season two is already finished filming in March. Hmm. 
Oh well, I guess it's already done. Honestly, so they got that in the key. Yeah, oh, that's oh, that is that's good. Um, but for the most part, I think we what we one thing we are seeing is we really are going to have no idea going forward. Like, uh, everything's developing so fast that like, who knows when things are actually going to come out, finish production, all this stuff. Yeah. So next thing up is that New York and Los Angeles. Um, I think it was on Monday. They closed all their theaters and Regal shut down all their cinemas across the country. I think it's a little bit of a no-brainer because both a health concern and no one's going to go to the movies right yeah, now. Yeah, it's almost not worth it. But, yeah, definitely uh, n- not. It's de- it's definitely one of the prime things you could imagine not being a, a, a great place for stopping the spread of a disease. So, I mean, it's very unfortunate for the industry, though, of course, but it's what needs to be done. Do you think New York and Los Angeles uh, closing their theaters might have been the reason we closed all the theaters here, or could that? Do you think that didn't have an influence on the decision for theaters here? I mean, I I can imagine places coming to that decision everywhere um, organically. I I mean, it could also be the uh, like uh, order to. I mean. I don't know exactly how many seats are in yeah, theaters. Yeah, did the but... announcement come out with the order for like bars and all? Yeah, that? I, I, it could be kind of under that umbrella because that's a lot of people in one place. So it could fall under that yeah. umbrella. So um, this is one that I think might interest you is that Amazon has stopped production on their Lord of the Rings TV show. Ooh, that's uh, I was looking forward to that sort of. So. <laughs> Isn't it really expensive? This oh show yeah, doing? it's like fantasy in general is so expensive. But yeah, they it was. I heard it was crazy expensive. Is this like a retelling of what the movies did, or is it like a, a continuation type thing? I think it's going to be a readaption of the books. I, I think. Okay, so like a series of unfortunate events. Type yeah, thing. I think that's what we're looking at. Is that they're not. They're not looking at the movies necessarily. They're readapting the books. Okay, which is what I prefer because I don't. So I don't like. It seems like almost like a game of telephone when you're making when you make a movie out of a book and then someone makes a movie out of that movie. Um, you know what was weird? Hmm. The Watchmen TV show. I don't know if we mentioned this. The Watchmen TV show is a sequel to the comic. Oh, sequel to the comic? So, like, you'd have to... Yeah. Huh. So, I watched the pilot, and if you have not read the comic, you won't get any of it, because there's, like, squids falling from the sky, which I know is from the climax of the comic, but it's just like, man, it's such a weird decision. You'd think that they would have done the the comic for season one, and then, if it was successful, they'd keep going, yeah. but... Uh, it just felt like none of the main characters are there. Like, people have the Rorschach mask... I think Dr. Manhattan's... I've only seen the pilot, yeah. but just... It feels like it's just Watchmen name only. Because the main character, I think, is the original character. Um, it, Yeah, inter- interesting. I, I, th- I think I thought it was a readaption of the comic as well, so... Huh. No, it, was a, it, was, it was a weird thing. Like, it wasn't bad. I was just like, why are we calling this Watchmen? Right. When it's not... Uh, yeah, know. you you bringing up uh, the Lord of the Rings show actually um, brought me to checking on something else. I wondered um, because I remembered when I brought up the Lord of the Rings uh, 
upcoming show in our la- one of our last episodes. Um, I also brought up another fantasy series coming out as a, as a TV series, um, the Wheel of Time TV series, which is going to be also Amazon Studios. And yeah, uh, uh, principal photography started in September, but it's still going in March, and it was just halted uh, due to this. Oh wow! And I also found uh, I didn't know this: the uh, TV series is not going to follow the same main character as the book. It looks like, um, oh. like it looks like it's gonna have that main character, but it's just gonna be from the perspective of uh, Moraine, one of the other characters, who is a major character in the book, but it just, it says the Wheel of Time follows Moraine. In the in the books, the main character is Rand. So it's interesting. Were, were you excited for this? Or does this make you less excited? Um, I, d- I don't think there was like a release date, but it this certainly means, this was something I was like, I want this to come out. I was I didn't know when it was going to come out but I was really keeping my eyes peeled for any more information on when it was going to come out. So now I probably won't find out for a, a long time when it actually will come out. But I thought that was an interesting uh couple of developments I found on something previously mentioned. Oh yeah. So let's see what else there is. Oh, Marvel's Shang-Chi and Legends Legend of the 10 Rings stops filming because the director wasn't feeling well. It turned out that he tested positive for the oh. virus. Oh dear. So I So yeah, it is like very good that Marvel was on the safe side cuz as it turned out, it did become a problem. Yeah. Definitely. So, um I guess I shouldn't be surprised with this next story. Once again, filming for the Avatar sequels has been delayed. Oh, <laughs> oh man, it feels like it's been what? 11 years since that last movie? Oh, wait. Yeah, it it was 2009, right? (laughs) Yeah, so I think they said the second one's done filming, and last I checked when I wrote these notes last night, it said post-production will continue, but who knows how long that will be. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Because I don't think, like, that's a movie you you can't, like, just do on a laptop at home. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, next up is SNL has stopped production, and they scrapped a John Krasinski-hosted episode, which obviously he's going to host for a quiet place. Yeah, he wouldn't have anything to promote anymore, I suppose. Yeah, but, and they're just all done with working on the show right now. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting because people are going to be in and need more things like that to do, but uh, yeah, there's not going to be stuff like that airing. Well, I mean, if you've seen SNL the last few years, you don't want to watch <laughs> oh, that. yeah. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> Although, oh man, they had Eddie Murphy host recently, like the Christmas one. It was so good. Oh, it's good to have a good one in there. You could tell the writers, instead of just phoning it in, they tried to impress Eddie, and it worked. Oh. <laughs> to which I say, hey guys, how about we pretend every week like Eddie's, yeah. like Eddie's coming? You know why? Because then you try. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you watch, like, well, there was a, a sketch they did last week that I tried playing on. Oh, it's so random and dumb. Oh. It's like they smoke too much weed while working on in the writers' room <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. I guess I mean when you have to come up with so many skits, but I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Let's just pretend Eddie's coming. <laughs> you know, guys, let's try. Yeah, should let should let them know that's, that's all the right. Method. 
Yeah. So, um, although if he does come back, oh, I'll be <laughs> Yeah. Eddie Murphy coming back, it should be an annual thing because, oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Disney's not having a good time because with the movies and the park schools, their stock has fallen. Ooh. And analysts are saying that there is talk when their stock is so low right now of another company like Apple buying them. Buying Disney? Disney. <laughs> oh, wow. So this isn't like a, like an official news thing. There's analysts. Yeah talking about yeah i know i mean so the company that keeps buying all this stuff being bought is a (laughs) wow yeah so now obviously when you look at some websites they weren't paying attention and they think that the apple disney merger thing is an official thing right but um what do you think about like do you think someone like apple would try to buy disney and what would you think about that? I don't think it's as big a deal as, like, say, the Disney-Fox merger, which I still think was a horrible thing. Yeah. No, I mean, real like, in terms of, like, in terms of its effect on, like, with the Disney-Fox thing, we talked about, the, like, the lack of competition between the studios. But, like, with, I think my problem with Apple buying Disney would just be, like, uh, gee, like I mean, uh, if everything just like, if the outcome of uh this at the end and the the stocks going down and tons of stuff getting bought is just monopolizing of everything, that's uh probably not going to be good for the quality of content in the long run. Yeah, we don't want everything owned by Disney and Warner Brothers. Yeah, and and then that as much as I love Warner Brothers, we don't want everything under. Yeah, them. and then we don't want to get to a place where then Apple buys both of them, and <laughs> it's just Apple. Oh yes, in. that would be bad. <laughs> when oh, let's see, what's a what's a uh, I guess Windows has Paramount, which no one goes to see anymore. Right. <laughs> Let's see what else is there. Oh, I guess last one, unless I see anything else breaking, is that Black Widow has been delayed. Oh yeah, yeah, that was another. So this is this was kind of the, the movie that Marvel was banking on because they have. Oh, what's that one that no one knows about? Oh, the Eternals coming out, which sounds awful. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Black that was their big one and it was kind of. Scarlett Johansson's unless unless it makes a billion dollars, then they'll magically bring her back. Right. But this is supposed to be her kind of send out. So yeah. What do you think for Black Widow? Were you looking forward to this movie? Or I mean, to me, this is probably one of. And the, what do you think it will happen with it? This is probably one of the only ones I really was uh, looking forward to. I, I didn't have plans to run out and see it, but uh, I do want to see it. I. Um, uh, with like everything else, I think they're probably gonna wait until there is like um some undesignated later time where they think is um they they think is fruitful. I don't necessarily know if they'll go for a full year like what we were project projecting with Mulan, but maybe Mulan. Yeah, uh, may still maybe later in the year. Yeah, I think um. 
I think they'll they'll probably try to make it so that this one they'll try to get it out as soon as possible because this is yeah probably going to be their Disney's biggest movie. Yeah, of the I year. do think I think maybe maybe summer or something. Yeah, maybe like late summer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about, but I kind of lost interest in Black Widow, kind of like I did all the MCU. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about, though? I was thinking about, like, how I'm still looking forward to, like, the Arrowverse shows, even though they kind of did their endgame. I was thinking about, like, what are they doing that's different? I was thinking, well, they had their big two, which are Flash and Arrow, right? Right. And they, we lost one of them versus in the MCU, we lost both of them. Right. But the thing for me, like, when I think of what is the Arrowverse post-Crisis on Infinite Earths, who is, like, in my opinion, the face of it, it's Superman now. Yeah, that's true. Like, for me, whenever I think of, like, who is, like, for me, the center of the universe now, it was Flash and Arrow. And Look, I still am looking forward to Flash. I still love the show. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's kind of like Superman is the main person now. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, that's not a bad direction. And, like, he was the standout in Crisis. <laughs> yeah. And I I kind of think maybe Homecoming kind of damaged my thing for the MCU more because I was saying, like, you know, if Homecoming had been great, I'd still be like, well, Spider-Man is now the face of the MCU, but because they kind of botched yeah. it. Yeah. So... Yeah, so did you hear about how um, Hulk will be in the She-Hulk show, apparently? Oh, I didn't. Hmm. I got real excited for a second, and then I clicked on the article, and then I was reminded of Hulk from Endgame. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Like, I kind of look at Endgame as we lost five characters in a way in that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we lost Cap. We lost Iron Man. They pretty much ruined Hulk. Right. Spider-Man's gone. He is just young Tony Stark. And all the character development with Thor is pretty much thrown away. Yeah. So it feels like everything is just gone now. Like, we lost kind of your core five. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like, uh, as time has gone on, uh, I feel like I've pretty much lost almost all interest in the MCU, too. But I I feel like I still have an interest for, like, Guardians of the Galaxy because it feels so separate. Uh, and maybe seeing yeah. what they do with Thor or something, but yeah, I think I don't know. I liked Far From Home way less than I thought I would. Uh, so did they go full Iron Man? I heard they went full Iron pretty Man. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like when people were complaining about Spider Man leaving the MCU, there is nothing about those MCU Spider Man movies. That needed it to be Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just had that kid from Iron Man 3. Yeah. <clears throat> like, like when you do, if you do the Smallville test or the Gotham test, take away the suit, that's not Peter Parker. It's just Tony Stark. Right. Which, speaking of Tony Stark, you know, there's like a bunch of rumors that he might appear in Black Widow. Have you been hearing these? Uh, no. Well, like, even if you go to Wikipedia, it says that Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Oh. Huh. I think that's what it said. Let me check real quick. 
And I'll ask you this. Oh, yeah, it says... Um, on Wikipedia, it says Robert Downey Jr. appears in his MCU role as Iron Man, and, but when you look at the source, it's not a good source. Oh, yeah. It's just some throwaway comment that Tom Holland made. Oh, I see. <laughs> but I do gotta ask this. We talked about it a year ago. Yeah. Do you remember his interview where he had the beard right, still? Right, I was... Months after they were done yeah, filming? Yeah, I was thinking that. I think he's in here as Tony Stark. What do you think? Uh, you know what? It is. It does take place in the past, right? I think that could be... Yeah. yeah. I think he probably is. I feel like if Tony Stark appears, then maybe I'll go see it. Yeah. So, who else do you think could show up? Because right away, we know Hulk can't show up. Yeah. Because Infinity War was his first time seeing her since Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man doesn't feel like one who would pop up. I don't think Thor would. Could you see Captain America show up? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm trying to think of anyone who... Uh, when exactly does the Black Widow movie take place like... again? It's in the 90s? Or... No, it's after oh, Civil it's af- War. After Civil... Oh, I forgot. Did, was there a rumor at one point that it was? It's... I think you're thinking of Captain Marvel. Mm, I mean, yeah, I know that's in the 90s, but I don't know why I thought that this also was a... Uh, some uh, some kind of maybe there's prequel. like some flashbacks to the 90s when she was yeah younger. I don't know so it, so it is slightly more mo- modern um, yeah it's set after Captain America Civil War and I'm guessing before Infinity well obviously before right. Infinity War um, so okay that changes things and we see that they're working together so yeah. I think he's in the post credit scene right yeah I don't think much more than that I I think I. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like Winter Soldier, but reverse. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Iron Man slight maybe on Captain All right. America. Yeah, I I I think I'm pretty confident. I think Iron Man will show up. Yeah. In there. Oh, also there was an interview recently with uh, well I guess he did a live stream because you know everyone's at home right, right now, <laughs> like we are. How we are fil- recording these separately. Yeah. And, and we'll see how they turn out. Yeah, hopefully, well, but uh, hopefully, <laughs> but um, Stephen and Mel talked about how he wasn't gonna show up on one of the other shows again, and I was just like, okay, Stephen, say that, but I have a feeling you'll pop up. Now, maybe not next year, but I think by the next crossover in twenty twenty one, I think he'll show up again. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I guess as we come. Before we wrap this up, we'll have some fun rabbit holes. Oh, all right. But, uh, so, as we get to this, uh, and we talked about it, but these delayed movies, uh, I guess are the ones you talked about. What do you think will happen? Do you think all of them will still go to theaters, or do you think some of them will go to streaming? I think they'll all go to theaters. I think Blackwood will be the first one you see after... Um. Yeah. All this, all this stuff is done. Yeah. I mean, but I think the only one you'll see go straight to streaming is is New Mutants. Yeah, I, I think a lot of them will certainly go to theaters, but I I kind of do wonder if some of them. I mean, it depends. Uh, the bigger movies that they can count on people getting out to after all of this, uh, once people can actually get into groups again, yeah, those will be released at a time that they find 
productive, but I, I think it's possible that a lot of smaller movies will switch to streaming. Um, there might be a bit of a change in how streaming works or our promotion towards buying digital content. I'm not really sure, but I, I can imagine a lot of smaller movies kind of coming out in a different way. Yeah. All right, so do you think we will have a fall TV season? I don't think we will. I think all the shows will come back in January. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... And depending on how long this goes, because you'd have to start filming in the summer. Yeah, I don't think that... I don't think this is going to end soon enough for the fall shows to be recorded. I, I mean, unless they uh, some new show gets uh, greenlit where only three people are on the crew and they rec- record it in one room... <laughs> Dwight Schrute living yeah, in the woods. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Adventures with Dwight and Moe's. They could Mose. finally make the farm, but it's just Dwight and Moe's. Yeah, And one cameraman. <laughs> oh, I would watch that. <laughs> that sounds like, like a great idea. <laughs> so, um, boy, what was I going to say for this? Uh, bu- 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 bu. Oh, do you think we'll have a Comic-Con uh, special this Ooh. year? Wow. Do, I think we might go with our annual tradition. I, know. I wonder. What, do you think there will be like a digital comic con, like a some kind of online event? Well, there's nothing to promote, though. Mm, that's true. I mean, people can still write comics, can't they? I mean, yeah. There's no. Uh, yeah, that's but not the biggest part I, of I would. I don't even know if they'll um, release any. I'll check real right. quick to see if they even released anything this week. Right. I don't. Comicsology. Let's see. New. Today is the... Oh, it looks like they did release a few things. There's a Marvel comic that came out today. There was a new Aquaman today. So yeah, March 18th. There were a few comics, but it doesn't look like a lot. Yeah. At least in comicsology. I, I don't know. I think there are probably people scrambling to come up with something i'm imagining i'm imagining that um i think that there will be seeing a lot more exclusively online sort of scenarios um um like a maybe they'll release them digitally and then maybe you'll just have to get the other ones in trade paperback yeah something like that um and uh i don't know like uh for things that actually are coming out, like maybe there are some streaming shows coming out. Maybe they will, you know, I've seen, I'm trying to think of, I know I was seeing some kind of event that was going on that was like, they were, I think interviewing people like more one-on-one, you know, just through stream, like a Google hangout uh, to bring up Google again. Uh, Oh yes, our sponsors. You know, for maybe, maybe show. they'll get like some some uh, celebrities and shows just to just to interview over the internet. You know, I've seen some of that going on in the past few days. Oh yeah, so you can almost still sort of have like panels. all right, yeah, uh, yeah. What you're saying? Yeah. So I was gonna say, all right, guys. I think after all this time, we we went wild in this episode. Yeah, there's we? a lot to talk about. Yeah, I think. We should wrap it up with having some fun rabbit hole oh, sections. All right. 
All right. So the first thing I wanted to bring up is, and actually I guess it's kind of a news story, is the Razzie Awards. Oh, right. Oh, um, yes. Do you want to guess what the winner gosh, was for Force Movie I of the I think I heard what it was. I can't remember. Uh, uh, worst Movie of the Year. Gosh, I can't remember. I don't know. It was not only your favorite play, but your favorite movie, Cats. Oh, yeah. that No, that that, that is what <laughs> I heard. I, I, I blocked it out. I completely blocked it out. Wow. Oh, yes. So, worst picture was went to Cats. <laughs> the other uh, nominees were The Fanatic, The Haunting of Sharon Tate, A Medea Family <laughs> Funeral, and Rambo Lost Bl- Last Blood. Oh. Huh. Yeah, I'm not surprised it went to Cats. Let's see. Because that was the big news this year. Worst worst director? Oh, it could only be one. And it's Tom Hooper for Cats. Oh. Worst actor? Seems like he gets this every year, which is John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> for The Fanatic and Trading Paint. <laughs> See, worst actress went to Hilary Duff for the haunting of Sharon Tate as Sharon Tate. Oh. Worst supporting actor was James Corden as in the My movie gosh, Cats a lot as went Buster to, for Jones. A lot went to Cats. Oh, it was the big winner. Yeah. Let's see. Worst supporting actress went to Rebel Wilson for you guessed it, Cats <laughs> as Jenny Anydots. Worst screen combo. All right. <laughs> oh, some of these are really good nominees. <laughs> it, the winner was any two half feline slash half human hairballs. Oh, no. Let's see. <laughs> the other worst screen combos were Jason Derulo and his CGI neutered bulge for cats. Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry, or Tyler Perry in a Medea family funeral. Sylvester Stallone in his impotent rage for Rambo the Last Blood. And John Travolta in any screenplay he accepts. <laughs> Alright, worst prequel, remake, or ripoff or sequel went to Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> Can you guess what the worst screenplay went to? Is it Cats? Oh, it is. Cats. <laughs> Lee Hall and Tom Hooper, based on the musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, was based on Old Possum's book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot. <laughs> oh, he's spinning over in his grave right now. Yeah. T.S. Eliot, he's, he's old, right? Yeah, 1988. Oh, 1888. Yeah, no, yeah. like uh, a yeah, long, <laughs> long time ago. Let's see. Razzie Redeemer Award went to Eddie Murphy for Dolmite Is My Name. It's a biographical film mm. as about Rudy Ray Moore. Huh. And the winner for Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property went to Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> wow. So there you go, the Razzie Awards. Man, I should have paid more attention. Those are... I would have been on my edge of my oh, seat. It makes you want to see cats now. <laughs> That's that's episode 150. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. So I do have a few questions, fun questions we can ask. All right. All right. 
What is a sitcom you would like to see a new episode of? You only get one episode. What one are you gonna go with? Uh, wait. Okay. Uh, what's what's the question again? I want to think about this. What is a sitcom that has ended that you would like to see one new oh, episode? A new of? episode of. Okay. Um. They come back. They film it. Not right now, obviously, yeah. but eventually. Hmm. Uh, a lot of them that are coming to mind, I do just want to let end in a way. Um, I think I've often thought, like, I think I've often wondered, I'm not confident about this answer, but I know with, with Parks and Recreation, um, it ended just before politics got really crazy and that show is very based around politics and i always kind of wondered what a um what a 2020 parks and rec would look like but part of me also wonders if it wasn't meant to be in this time (laughs) um uh hmm I, i there aren't that many like classic sitcoms that i'm that familiar with or like so there's nothing that's been off the air for all that long that I can really point to. Um, uh, do you do you have uh, a go-to for this? Something that came to mind immediately? I think the one that I would like to see how the characters would enter, what the characters would do in 2020, be a new episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, that that came to mind, but I'm not familiar with it enough. But that would be interesting to see you know, today's situations or just uh, a a today's iteration of it, yeah. Yeah. All right, so what is is an ended animated comedy that you would like to see a new episode of? Hmm. So an animated show that's that's also a comedy or funny that you would like to see one new episode of. It's interesting. We got some of these uh, recently because, um, in a way, that happened with uh, Invader Zim and Rocco's Modern Life. In a way, uh, is Rocco's Modern Life even out yet? Yeah, I saw both of them recently. Um, that oh, it, it came out. Was it good? Or bad? Uh, they were both pretty good. I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen Rocco's Modern Life uh, when I was originally watching it as a kid, so I don't totally remember how it compares, but I, I, I thought it was enjoyable. Was it on Netflix? Yeah, or? yeah, I th- it was. Um, trying to think of... Yeah, I think that... Was it planned to be on Nickelodeon, or...? Um, I wonder if it did air, and then... I don't know. Uh, it was. It's been so long. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing I've I've been really thoroughly enjoying watching uh, some older, like I mean, season three, four, five of of The Simpsons, seeing them for the first time. But that show, of course, is not over. <laughs> um, no, it's still going. Um, oh, um, oh God, that I don't know if that. Uh, I don't know. What, what's yours? Mine would be, well, we've already, the one I would have wanted was, we're already game, which would have been Animaniacs. Oh, yeah. 
But I think the one the one that comes to mind right now is a show that only lasted about 26 episodes. But I would love to see how it would be now is The Critic. Huh, I'm, I don't know if I'm familiar with that. It's like a it's from Al Jean and Mike Reese, who Al Jean they were like big writers on The Simpsons and Al Jean is a showrunner of the show right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it was about like the show was about a movie critic who did like a Siskel and Ebert type show. Yeah. But I would love to see how he would do, like especially today with all the internet stuff and see them parody movies now. Because there's a lot of times they'll parody a lot of like movies from the time which would have been like 1994, which were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> Love to see what Jay Sherman would say about the MCU. <laughs> it stinks! <laughs> so, did you have... Uh, did you say one yeah, I mean, for an comedy you'd like to the see? The only one? other thing I could think of... I was looking up a list because I really wanted a good answer, but I mean, like, the only other thing I could think of is just, like wanting to see more of a show that I've already seen every episode of uh, several times. And, and part of me was like, does this count as a comedy? But of course it is a comedy. Uh, I mean, there's Courage the Cowardly Dog. I mean, that's just one of my favorite shows as a kid, though. Oh, yeah. That's not back, so. They could parody A Quiet Place. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. That That is because there is lots of, like, sort of taking from classic horror tropes and stuff. So there's definitely some new area, like... Uh, We've seen like quite a lot of uh, horror resurgence, so I, they, I think they could definitely tackle some new areas. Um, I'd be interested to see that. There's actually a uh, totally uh, false rumor going around that the show was coming back, and it had this like uh, crappy-looking, friendly-looking art style, and people were upset about it. But oh yeah, it's like someone just googled it and took a screenshot. And everyone got offended. Over yeah, I know. Nothing. I quickly just go- I was I immediately was like, well, that's that's not true. And I quickly googled it, and it was of course not true. Well, <laughs> uh, people, please before being outraged, do a little bit of it's, research. It's, it's not even. Yeah, it's it's not even that much research. <laughs> yeah. All right, so if you were to have two characters from two different sitcoms cross over, who would you choose? Mm. Interesting. Um, Miss sitcom mood this time. You know, a lot of people will be watching sitcoms yeah. recently. <laughs> Wrote it right now. Um, oh, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but did you see what I wrote on Facebook yesterday? Uh, I don't know. Um, I might have. I don't know it. So yesterday morning I was watching an episode of Boy Meets World, okay, on yeah. Disney Plus, and it was one where Corey was on a basketball team but never got to play because that's life, kids. And his coach walked by, and I was just like, "Wait a minute, his coach? Oh yeah, is Hank from The Office? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. He looks exactly the same, except his hair wasn't gray." Oh. It's amazing. I didn't know he uh, had any other appearances. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm thinking. Um, oh, I know. Uh, here's my crossover: uh, Karen Filippelli from The Office and uh, Ann Perkins okay. from Parks and Rec. 
Just a, are they the same person? <laughs> no, they're both played by the same they're person. They're both Rashida Jones. Um, that's, oh, yes. <laughs> that, that's a, a joke answer. But I'm trying to think of like, um, I'm trying to think of like characters that have sort of conflicting or two similar personalities from different shows. Like, I definitely think I'd want to pick something from The Office and see them with a character in another sitcom. Um, like, um, you know, like I'm imagining something like Dwight and Abed from Community or something like that, where just a couple of weirdos <laughs> just seeing how they'd react to each other. Um, that's what comes to mind. Uh, what's your ultimate crossover? Well, I was trying to make mine like, well, who would I think work best together? Yeah. And I think I realized that the ones I think would work best would be George Costanza from Seinfeld and Stanley Hudson from The oh. Office. Wow, yeah. <laughs> One is nervous and like gets angry. The other just doesn't care. And just seeing them like in a car together where, <laughs> where uh, Stanley just doesn't care and George constantly gets mad. <laughs> That's re- that's really good. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Oh, okay. What live action comedy character and animated comedy character would you like to see crossover? Live action and animated. Hmm. Live act live action comedy and animated comedy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um. Hmm. This one's really gonna take some thinking. Um. Um. I keep thinking of like. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. Um. <laughs> one thing that came to mind was uh. There's this cameo in Arrested Development where the uh, guy who voices Homer Simpson plays a doctor. Oh, Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. <laughs> and he made there's a couple like Simpsons references that happen in it. Um and I thought it's one of the funniest cameos in the show. Um I don't know why that's what interests me is like seeing characters played by the same people, <laughs> but um those are the connections I'm making. Um but yeah, I feel like uh, maybe it's because it is a sitcom, but I'm trying to think of something that would pair well with a Simpsons character. Oh, maybe. Oh, oh, I actually, I totally have an answer. I just, uh, uh, Lisa Simpson and uh, Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Yeah, that just, that feels very like, L- Leslie would be very like, uh, you're the future. You <laughs> You give me hope for the future <laughs> generations. I don't know. All right. I think if I were to see a live action and anime character crossover, I think the one I would like to see, I think the one that has most potential would be Dwight Schrute and Chief Wiggum <laughs> working together. <laughs> oh, man, that, that is good. <laughs> Just, you know, you could do a whole spinoff show, whether they're in Springfield or Scranton. Yeah. <laughs> They could go out to Scranton Strangler. Oh yeah! Oh, it'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be the whole whole thing. 
I'm 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 yes, more imagining I'm more imagining it as Dwight animated in the Simpsons style in a Simpsons episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the awesome. Yeah. All right. What is the worst episode of your favorite TV show? Oh, um. Uh, I mean, this is probably not too hard to come up with. Uh, I mean, I've got a, my mind immediately goes to season eight of The Office. Um, I mean, I've always thought that my least, that I really didn't like the season premiere of that season, but it's not even like an interesting answer because it's not that I find anything about it particularly bad. It's just the whole thing feels off. Like that's 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 the oh, episode yeah. when it gets to it. I'm just like, God, this doesn't even feel like. I am so it just feels so off. Uh, um. Um. I do have. Um. I mean, a very. Oh, real quick, I did just see a new thing about the coronavirus that I think we forgot to mention. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know the anime movie Trolls? Yeah. It's supposed to be released April 10th, 2020. Right. But it will also be released digitally that day. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, this is sort of what I was talking about, that um, we're going to see some different different uh, methods of delivery here. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So... Your answer was the first uh, episode of season A of The Office? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I mean, I also, uh, that is my favorite show, but if, I mean, uh, another very much favorite show is uh, Community, and uh, I hate season four of that show more than I even hate season eight of The Office. Uh, And in that episode, there's this awful episode where the characters all um, turn into puppets, and, uh, like, it, they were trying to do something that was really good in the second season where the whole thing was, um, claymation on, uh, the Christmas episode. Uh, and they just kind of repeated that in season four, but with different writers and a different showrunner made this puppet episode. And it was, most people agree, it is a dreadful episode. Oh, dude, that sounds like. Every episode of season four of Legends of Tomorrow oh. <laughs> on the CW, oh, it was so bad. I've never even finished it, yeah. and I really don't want to. And I was very hesitant of going going back to watch Legends of Tomorrow for season five because, like, maybe it got better. But they had the last part of Crisis on Infinite Earths was a Legends of Tomorrow episode, and there was this awful gag, oh. and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> And I watched the first three episodes that followed it from, like, the regular episodes of the season. And I was like, this isn't bad. And then they had one bad one a few weeks ago, and I haven't gone back to watch it since. Yeah. No, I... Because the whole season four was awful. Yeah. And they had a episode where, like, the bad guy was a puppet or something. Yeah. Um, Like, I think this week they did some Mr. Rogers parody. I'm just like, oh, my God, guys. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, same thing, season four of Community is so unanimously thought of as terrible that they even start making fun of it in the later seasons of the show, 
where they're just like um characters will talk about something that happened the year before and it'd be like um uh yeah why when did that happen that the we were acting so weird. It's like, oh yeah, that's the gas leak year. That's the year there was a gas leak in the school. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so I'll I'll do two for mine. My favorite live action. My favorite animated show. All right. So the worst live action episode is an episode from the last season of Smallville, where they tried to do a Hangover type parody. Oh. Where it was, it's like. Before Clark and Lois's wedding, where Z- this magician character Zatanna gives them a potion that can get everyone drunk, including Clark, oh. <laughs> and they wake up and it's tracing their steps, and it's bad. <laughs> it's like it's trying to be funny, but it's not funny. Yikes! It is just there's like a part where characters are singing at a bar, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> we just wasted an episode of this final season. Yeah. But then, luckily, the next episode was really oh, good. good. <laughs> That's it. So, my least favorite of animated, favorite animated show is Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. The worst episode is the first Penguin episode. Oh. And it's almost everyone's least favorite episode. It's called I've Got Batman in My Basement. Oh. Why is it called I've Got Batman in My Basement? Why? <laughs> because Batman is unconscious, and a kid drags him to his basement to save him from the Penguin, and it's a Home Alone parody. And the whole time, Batman's unconscious. Oh, no. And I'm like, why am I oh, watching no. this? Oh, it's so bad. Wow. And, like, there's a moment where um, the kid's mom asks, um, I don't remember what his name was, but it's like, boy, what are you doing down there? And uh, the girl is there. She's like, it's okay, uh, Mrs. Whatever. We've got Batman down here. And she goes, that's nice. I'm going to the store. You're like, oh, my God. It was bad. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of bad episodes of otherwise good shows out there. It's a shame. All right. So what is a season of a TV show that you felt redeemed it? So a show that was really bad. But then it came back and was redeemed. Uh, whew, bull. I'll t- I'll tell you that uh, f- f- that first episode of season five of Community. Speaking of, was like such a such a relief. Um. Uh, I mean, yeah, that <laughs> that was like. Uh, I mean, the old showrunner came back and it they just really got it together. Unfortunately, I I still only seen season five once because I just keep thinking like I mean I would feel obligated to have to get through season four I've even I recently rewatched it all made it a few episodes into season four and I just couldn't um but yeah no that's you wouldn't just power through because you know there's something better I, I that's what I thought was gonna happen I thought I was like yes let's power through season four we'll get season five and then it's then it's great again and I I just I just lost the energy <laughs> so I don't know I might need skipping but well, for that reason I mean it's not even like still doesn't even slightly compare to the first three seasons but I mean in comparison it felt it's probably one of the biggest re- redemptions uh, of, a, of a show I can think of um um 
Yeah, I don't. I, I can't. I don't think there's anything that drastic in other shows that I'm thinking of off the top of my head because, like, I don't know. Like most other shows, have some bad episodes and some good episodes, but there isn't like this enormous redemption moment to me. Oh yeah. Well, I think for me, I have two. One, if both of these shows I thought were dead, and there was just no way for them to come back. And one of them was The Office Season 9. Right. And where I just remember, like, by the Christmas episode of Season 8 being like, this show is done, it's dead, it's just, it's gone on way longer than it should have. It should have ended at Season 7. Yeah. And then... I watched the first few of season nine pretty pessimistic and wasn't getting into it, but then it was when Andy left and like the show became an ensemble yeah. again. Then it started to feel right. I remember Dwight's Christmas being like, this show might still have a little bit of life left yeah. to it. And then when Andy came back, it kind of, there were some moments that were good, some that were bad, but yeah. I remember like the episode where it's, I think it's the assistant assistant regional manager episode the penultimate one where I just like all right if that was a finale yeah I think they they were able to come back and then the finale (laughs) happens like okay they redeemed it at the end no um part of the reason I I I, the office came to mind but part of the reason I didn't say it is just because I I didn't see there as being just a single episode that I felt redeemed it um but yeah I totally agree that like um there is a, a there's an upswing in season nine, in my opinion, where it's just like I I'm fine with season eight existing because I'm glad that we got some of those episodes. Uh, like the Florida yeah, ones. like we got yeah those, but also I'm glad that we got season nine and got some of the good episodes that were in that, like the great finale, yeah. like the assistant to the assistant to the regional manager, like the Christmas episode. Um. Yeah, it's all, uh, I'm I'm glad it happened, you know? And the other one I would say, or show that I thought was dead and then was able to come back, was Arrow Season 5. Oh, yeah. So this was a season where they killed off one of the most important Green Arrow characters, Black Canary. They had it where this Felicity character kind of took over and was the main character of the show. And it was awful. The show was dead. I had given up. Yeah. But then season five happened. And then I heard like some people say, hey, you know, this is actually pretty good. So I watched it. Still pretty pessimistic. Mm-hmm. And they fixed their mistake with Black Canary in like the worst way possible. But it was like, it was just like, okay, if they do this, I'll kind of look past what they did, which is. They had a new character who also had the same name as the other Black Canary, which is like, okay, whatever. We're both magically named Dino. Okay. And then they had one, in my opinion, the second best villain that they ever had on the show, Prometheus. Hmm. And I remember this one episode where they found out who who was under the mask, which is, okay, this show is back. Very nice. And then by the the, uh, finale of the season, I was like, okay, it's back. Nice. Yes. Season six, not very good, but then season seven came <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> Redeemed that. All right. So, what is a film that you feel redeemed a franchise? Hmm. Film. Um. 
like a movie franchise that was dead and you either had a sequel or reboot that saved it. Hmm. That'll take that'll take a thinker, I feel like. I nothing comes to mind immediately. Um <clears throat> Hmm, what's yours? I'll think about it a bit. Alright, I've got two. And now they're not sequels, they're more reboots. Yeah. But, like, after The Dark Knight Rises, like, the Batman franchise I felt was dead. Yeah. And then, this was after we had Arrow and Gotham, but I felt the Ben Affleck Batman, Batman vs. Superman, at least the Batman parts, got Batman back on track to where it needed to yeah. be. Like... When you ask anyone, Batman is the best part of that movie. Yeah. It's the Superman stuff that yeah, doesn't work definitely. for people. Hmm. And I think that, um, for me, another one is Spider-Man Homecoming killed the Spider-Man franchise to where I've, I've never even seen right. Far From Home. And I have not I have money on iTunes. I could go watch it. I could go put it on. And yet I yeah. haven't. <laughs> and, um, but the one that redeemed Spider-Man for me was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse where it was like, okay, we have this new version, it completely failed, let's go back to the style of the Tobey Maguire movies and do, like, one of my favorite comic storylines, which was Spider-Men. Yeah. And just bring the franchise back to where it needed to be. Like, once again, we had... It's like we were doing, like, the classic Peter Parker where he's got his problems, but we were also doing something new to where he's older, he has his marriage problems, and doing kind of the style of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So those are yeah, my I two. Mean, Do you have any Actually, uh, Spider-Verse did come to mind. Um, I, I really don't feel like I have a good answer that comes to mind. I, I mean, for me, even though I didn't, like, absolutely hate Homecoming or anything, I did sort of have this feeling like this is the only Spider-Man's my favorite superhero and this is the only Spider-Man I I get right now so I kind of felt like I had to like it some but once Into the Spider-Verse came out I was just like alright I don't even care about that anymore (laughs) I'm gonna just watch this what do you think about Homecoming now has has it fallen for you because at one time when when it first came out you said it was your second favorite Spider-Man movie Wow, I don't remember that. Well, no, um, had, no. I, I mean, oh, I remember it because I was like in shock. And I was just like, well, it might be time to look for a new co-host. But, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think it's even close to second. But I, I like. I still don't dislike it. But it completely just uh, the fact that Far From Home. Uh, like, I think there was some hope that I had in it that I just really thought they were going in a different direction, and they didn't. So. It was just kind of like the same. Yeah. So, um. Oh, where was I going to go with this? Uh, we're talking about Spider-Man. Crap. Yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Oh, where have you gone, Spider-Man? <laughs> that thought I had a Spider-Man. Okay, talking about Homecoming. Oh, oh, yes. All right. Now, where where do you think, what do you think of, like, Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home in terms of the overall MCU Spider-Man? Because 
I love the character in Civil War and Infinity War, and I think that it hurts the the those movies to include Homecoming. So I I think that the Spider-Man from the MCU works better without the solo movies. Hmm. So what what do you think about that? Do you think that Homecoming hurts? The solo Spider-Man, do you think it's better off without it, or do you think it's fine, it's just one you power through? Um, mm, I don't think it hurts it. Uh, I, uh, I, like I, like, I think that's the feeling where, of redemption that I feel from Into the Spider-Verse, is just, like, I don't, I don't need these movies that I don't think are as good to not exist, so, I, I and I can power th- through them, uh, I mean, I don't know about far from home I'm still developing feelings on that but I feel like I'd be able to power through homecoming again what would you say far from home is like where would you rank in terms of spider-man and MCU movies um spider-man movies it might be my least favorite MCU movies I, I don't I don't know I guess that would probably place it pretty low I have to really dig again. Though. Well, you're making me glad I never saw it then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I might have been, had more fun than Iron Man two, at least. I don't know. Do you wish that um, they had come out in reverse or order to where you would have seen Far From Home, and then Spider Verse, or does it not matter for you? Mm, yeah, I don't. I don't care. I guess. <laughs> Um. Hmm. Yeah, they feel very separate to me. All right. So here's one because a lot of stuff came up. So we were planning on doing a Star Wars special. Yeah. A lot of stuff came up, and maybe we'll be able to do it. Yeah. Still. But I do have this question to ask yeah. you. In your opinion, is Star Wars better as a nine-film saga? Or a three-part trilogy. So, like, was anything... Well... Did anything from... I guess, do you think it's better off being the nine movies? Do you think they... The other six added anything? Or do you think that in the long run, it would have just been better off being a trilogy? I don't know why I didn't think of uh, Force Awakens as a redemption movie for me. Because, I mean, I still consider that for me. But um, over yeah, that is yeah, true. O- overall, because I didn't care about it yeah, anymore. Overall, like I don't think the story necessarily benefits enough from the other six movies to justify. Like, if you're really trying to just come up with the best, most concise story, I think it probably does potentially work better as just a trilogy. And I'm saying that really liking the sequels. But I think part of the reason I say that is because I know that entire first three parts of the story that are necessary there uh, just don't work for me. So um, that's kind of where I'm hesitant. But, I mean, I do think the full arc of it is very good. I think it's justified. But if I were to just, if I had to pick between does it work better with the prequels, the original trilogy, and the sequels as a story, or does it just work better as the original trilogy? I might lean original trilogy. 
Yeah, I would think that... Um, I think that I would say I think Star Wars, for me, is better just being the trilogy. Yeah. Even though I liked Revenge of the Sith and I liked uh, Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. I got a little bit of enjoyment out of uh, Last Jedi. There's a good 90-minute movie in yeah. there. <laughs> it's just there's a bunch of crap in there you don't yeah. need. But e- even though I like those, I like Revenge of the Sith, I kind of feel like they don't really add anything to the original trilogy. Yeah, like I feel like... And like even... The ones that are good are better on their own or in their own trilogy than necessarily like I don't feel like I like the sequel trilogy but I don't necessarily feel like I it added that much to the original trilogy yeah I kind of feel like when once you get to Return of the Giants like the story's done yeah it's over it exists as a story like there's three discs it's like you can watch it if you just want to keep the fun going but it's over yeah there's nothing more to do. I mean, there it's just like they're there to have more fun, but it's like I'm done. All right. <laughs> All right. So, is there a movie franchise that you love that has an installment that you have no interest in seeing? Hmm. Um like I would say, for me, it's Spider-Man: Far From oh, Home. Right. I, I'm trying to think of one where I haven't even seen it though, because that's a little difficult. Um, I mean, I do have one I would ask you if you can't. Oh, think I think of I one. just thought of one. <laughs> Toy Story Four. <laughs> oh yes, Toy Story Four. <laughs> yeah. You are the lucky yeah. one. All right, so. We got Robert Pattinson's Batman coming, yeah. okay? Now, they decide we're going to go cheap with this movie. We're not going to make a new suit. We're going to reuse one of the other movie suits. Which suit do you choose they use? Ooh. Um, I mean, well, with, uh, on, like, with the style of that Batmobile, I think I probably would want to see like um a uh like a Michael Keaton suit kind of thing that just would look a little more sleek and like it would match that Batmobile more yeah I would say that I would want the Michael Keaton one from Batman Returns oh yeah that's the one I think looks the best Right, I think we went over Batman that too. I, I might agree to that because I think we went over to that before, but I'm just more familiar with ni- uh, 1989's Batman. Um, oh. All right, now they're going to go cheap again. And they're going to say, we're not going to make a new Batmobile. We're going to reuse the bat- a different Batmobile. Which one are you going to choose? Mm. Well... Uh, I probably go with the. Again, I don't totally remember the difference between what it looks like in uh, 1989s and Returns, but um, I would probably go. They're basically yeah. The I'd same. probably go with that again because um, 
it just to match the style. I mean, I really like that new one though, so I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't want to replace it. I'd be more inclined to replace the suit. Yeah, I love the. Uh, I go with the Tim Burton Batmobile. Oh yeah. All right, now curveball. Okay. They're saying Warner Brothers has told you we can't use the same suit and same Batmobile from the same movie, so we have to make sure it's from different ones. What are your two picks now that go together? I'm still going to pick that suit, um, but the Batmobile, I would... Maybe I'd choose... Huh, maybe I'd do, like, the Ben Affleck one. It'd be kind of an interesting uh, dichotomy. I mean, it's a little, like we said, halfway between like the tumbler and this new one so yeah I think I would say I would choose the Michael Keaton Batmobile and I would choose the Christian Bale Batman suit from the Dark Knight that's not a bad idea because I, I do like the Dark Knight suit you know a lot of people like the Batman Begins suit more but I think I like the Dark Knight one more of the uh Nolan era. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I think I do too. It was a nice improvement. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, once again, we have our Tyler Hoechlin Superman show. They're going to be cheap, and they lost his suit from the uh, Supergirl episodes, so they have to reuse one of the other Superman suits. Oh. What are you going to choose? <laughs> It's maybe a little harder because they're more similar. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm so much less familiar with Superman. I want to see a classic suit. I just want to see tights. That's what I want. You want to see yeah. tights? <laughs> so I'm going for... Uh, uh, now you've got Kirk Allen, George Reeves, um, Christopher Reeve, the Superboy suit is pretty much the same as Christopher Reeve, or you have the Dean Kane one. Yeah, I mean, tight, I guess so. what came to mind was probably more the uh, Christopher Reeves one. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I, th- I think the one I would choose for... Oh, There was, was a little that? bit of a ring, sorry. Oh, boy. I think the one I would choose would be the... Uh, Brandon Routh one from Superman Returns that they also use in the Smallville finale. Alright, so once again, we have Tom Holland Spider-Man, right? right? They lost all his suits. You gotta choose one from either Toby or one of Andrews. Who's it gonna, what, what one is it gonna be? I like the Amazing Spider-Man one suit quite a bit. That's a good one. I think I, I, I think that's pretty <laughs> yeah feel pretty confident with that. All right. I'm going to choose The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think that one's my favorite suit. I think that one looks the most classic. I love the eyes that they had on it. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, I don't remember the the nuance difference in those, but uh, yeah, I like both of the one and two suits in that. All right. Now... This one might not have changed for you, but do you have a new top five for the for 2019? Because oh, I'll yeah. be honest, after we record those episodes, yeah. 
My list changed, my, and three of them mine dropped did, out. Mine did too, quite a bit. Um, let me see if um, because um, I actually uh, in our maybe we, this could transition to sort of our recommendations during this quarantine time. But I, I there is a movie that released yeah, I recently. Had some recommendations that is, after this. Um, let me quickly type out what it is because I'm, I've thought about it a little. But yes, it is different. It is different now. Um, yeah, I wish I had this list when we recorded this in January, back when we were sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I saw a movie about a week or so after we recorded that that is making my top five. I can't even totally remember my, my whole list. Let me... Uh, here it is. Um... Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. I see. I think I know what I'm going to do. Um Okay. All right. Here's it's actually quite a bit different. My new number 5 dropped a little bit and it's Rise of Skywalker. I still really like it, but then Okay. <laughs> Oh wait, I didn't. Oh man, is is Rise of Skywalker gonna drop out? I'm trying to think of where to put Joker. I'm almost wondering if. I, I'm almost wondering if I'm having to boot that out because I might put Joker at number five. Oh boy, <laughs> there's some people who are just like, yes, drop Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, I I'm kind of leaning towards that right now. But I've shoehorned in both of those there, so, <laughs> but. Yeah, that's about my number five. Um, and so is the know, rest of the list the same? I'll just or? go. Uh, I'll I'll go through the um, the movie Midsummer is my number four. That I I like it. I realize I like it more than I I put, I think I put it at number five. Moving it up to four. Uh, I'm putting it chapter two at number three. That means that there's a movie that made it at number two that we did not talk about. Uh, I loved the movie Knives Out. It was great. Ryan Johnson. Oh, yes, the yeah. Ryan Johnson it mystery. Was, it was amazing. Uh, and number one, still Parasite. Still a fantastic movie, but boy, did I like Knives Out. So it, it really a strong top two. So. All right, so mine would be at number five, I have the live-action Lion King that nobody yeah. liked, but <laughs> whatever. All right, at number four, I have Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. There you go. Yeah, so I don't know if I... Oh, this is our first time talking yeah. about it, but honestly, I think it might be my favorite of the Disney era ones. Yeah, I mean, I, re I really like it, too. I felt so, satisfied with the ending. It's just... um, uh, And you know what? It did a lot of things I didn't want them yeah, to do. Yeah, that's exactly... It did, it did a huge list of things I didn't want them to do, but I just still thought it worked. Yeah. Overall, it still works. Yeah. Well. All right, number three is Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh. <laughs> yes, bought it off iTunes. And I thought that was so really good. Saw I think it after. Uh... It might be the best movie Kevin Smith's ever. Oh, done. really? <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yes. All right, and I'm not big on uh, com live action comedies, so that's yeah. saying something. <laughs> 
All right, number two is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Oh, wow. Yeah, very different list. <laughs> yeah, very good movie, and of course, number one was yeah. Joker. All right, so now I have two recommendation questions to right. ask. You know, people are um, a little bit uh, antsy, I guess is the word, or a little mm-hmm. nervous about what's going on right now. Yeah. So, what are three comedy shows that someone should watch and one comedy movie? Okay. Or, no, no, no. Let's do three comedy movies. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try my my best. Um, so basically just something easy that uh, you can turn on for a laugh. Um, yeah. Well, let's see. Um, I'll just uh, think of some of my favorites here. I've been... Uh, this will be a half recommendation, half this is what I've been doing in this time of uh, quarantine. Uh, I've been uh, rewatching for like maybe the fourth time Arrested Development. Um, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just as good as it always is. And anyone who hasn't seen that, that's a great show to binge watch because of how many running jokes there are that if you're watching it week to week like it originally aired, it just doesn't make as much sense, so it benefits from being watched back to back like that a lot. So that's a a good show for this kind of time, and it's uh, just uh, it's just great comedy. Um, I let's see here. Um, um, I wish I had examples of like something that's like sort of a more fitting. Um, uh, but maybe you want to just get totally away from it all. Um, I mean, I always, I always love. I'm just scrolling through Netflix trying to remember something. I always loved uh, Portlandia, uh, which is kind of a weird take on a sketch comedy show. Um, I does that have uh, Fred yeah, Armisen it does. in it? Um, <clears throat> I it's just a very weird show. Um, in a in a good way. Um, and I guess a kind of a half answer, uh, another thing I've been doing, uh, which I recommend for people, for people who have already seen the office, I finally am watching through the commentaries and deleted scenes and like, there's so many deleted scenes. It sometimes feels like there's like a whole new episode in here. Uh, and I then know. The, the commentaries. Oh man, they could probably, if they wanted to do a season 10, they could probably add some deleted they scenes. They really together. could. There's a lot of deleted scenes and some of them. Are you just watching those on YouTube? Uh, no, or? I got the full series uh, on DVD. Um, I was just like, you know, what? I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna oh, finally okay. break and just get it because um, why not? I, I mean, if you watch it that much, you might yeah, exactly. As well. And I always felt like, I mean, I've seen it like such an absurd amount of times, just without commentary or without ever seeing the deleted scenes, that it was just like, what am I do- like? Why watch it just again normally? I already know what's gonna happen. I should at least watch the commentaries. Um, and learn a little more about it as I watch it. Um, so what's it like watching new footage seven years after? No, it's it really ended? it is very strange. Like just knowing what could have just very easily have been in the episode um, that I uh, 
that I, I mean, you know, if they didn't decide to cut that, I would have been very familiar with it. But here I am in 2020 seeing it for the first time. It's really interesting. So far, I've worked through the deleted scenes and commentaries. I just got to season five, I think. And there isn't a commentary for every episode, so it didn't take that long. But um, I've really enjoyed that. And there's also part of what gave me the idea is I started listening to the Office Ladies podcast, which is where um, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley. Oh, I haven't listened yeah, to that they, one uh, yet. They, they talk about it, um, each episode, episode by episode, kind of going through it. And they mention uh, learning about stuff from the commentaries and mentioning deleted scenes a lot. And I just, it, that's one of the things that made me think, like, why haven't I checked out <laughs> the commentaries and deleted scenes? So, I mean, The Office is always a good thing. All in right. So, but there you go. Commentaries. You got a complete series box, yes. set, right? All right, I Google imaged the complete series uh, box set. Which one do you have? Could you describe what the box looks um, like? I was dis. It, I don't think this is what it looked like because I see like three different ones. This one. Let, let me go look at the cover, but it's two big annoying things with tons of discs in them. One second. Oh, okay. All right, so the cover is some white boxes that have uh, Michael Scott, Pam, Jim, Dwight, Kelly, and Andy on the on this side of the cover. Oh, I think I see what one you have. Like Michael is right by yeah. the logo. Dwight's like a, under yeah, the logo, red, and Jim and Pam yeah, are at the top. Red, the Office, the complete series. Yeah. Um, well, I guess they might. I'm surprised they have Kelly on the yeah, box it... over Daryl because he. I guess they probably did because of the Mindy project. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it it could just be the because when you start turning the box, the other characters are like like wallpapered across it. Like, I, if you turn it to the side. Oh, I see the yeah. side that has Angela, Ryan, yeah. Daryl, Kevin. Yeah. It's on the side. Oh, it's divided one through five and six through nine. Yeah, which is a great way to divide it up. <laughs> because Yes. Because <laughs> some people are just like, oh, throw that other part in the yeah. trash. <laughs> All right, so I think you said your three yeah. shows are... Um, Basically Arrested Development, Arre Portlandia, and uh, dig deeper into the office than you thought possible. Watch some of the deleted scenes and stuff. Because they're great. All right, more three comedy movies. Oh, right, comedy movies. Let's see. Um, uh, I mean, if you want a movie that uh, <laughs> discusses illness but uh, won't make you directly think about what's going on, uh, I just rewatched a movie that made my uh, top list a couple years ago, which is The Big Sick. That's a really funny movie. Um, is that the one that Thor and Endgame was based on? Uh, I oh you're oh that's the big you mean the Big Lebowski? Yeah, oh okay. big something yeah, else. No, that's what um, the Big Sick is a much newer movie. The Big Lebowski is, I want to say from the nineties or something. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Big Sick is Kamel Nanjiani, and it's based on a true 
uh, story in his life. It's pretty interesting. Uh, so that's really funny. Um, um, comedy. Uh, I mean, I recently watched uh, 21 Jump Street again. I'll recommend 22 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. I'll recommend 22 Jump Street because it's what I want to watch <laughs> next since I, I have not seen that in a little while. Um, oh, my dad was watching that the other day. Isn't Peter Parker the one of the principals or something? Um, From Spider-Verse? Hmm. I'm not remembering right now, <laughs> but... See, I want to check the cast real quick. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Principal Daddy. Okay, yeah. Spider Man was there before he was Spider Man. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, I just rewatched Spider Verse over my spring break. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't don't know if I mentioned it, but I watched it um, uh, on New Year's Eve uh, as it turned to midnight. I didn't really have any way. Oh, did you have the um, collider go I off? I kind of wanted it to, but it didn't end up working out that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, I think, actually, I think what ended up happening just by chance is the, uh, the uh, like, a spidey cave opened up at exactly midnight. Like, the doors opened. Oh, I love that cave. I, I also love how, like, Peter Parker is kind of, like, unimpressed with um, his doppelganger that was so successful. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, this place is pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here, here's another question I have for you. Is there a newer movie that feels older than it really is? Because I look at Spider-Verse, and maybe just because I connected so much to the same Raimi movies, but it feels like it would have come out like our senior year of high school or something. Yeah, I can see that if it. If it weren't for the fact that the uh, animation looks so modern and polished i would probably think that more but i can definitely see how the writing and style of it is um i'm trying to come up with a third movie do you have i don't don't know do you have well while you're thinking of that do you have a movie that feels older than it really is because spider-verse is barely one years old yeah um hmm older you know, you know what, what? I think it always surprises me that I mean, five or four, whatever years ago, isn't that long. But it, I think it always surprises me that the Force Awakens isn't that old. That, yeah, it feels like something that would have come that's out. That's weird. Like ago. to me, I think it feels like it came out in like 2010. Like, yeah, I was gonna say that. Too. Yeah, I don't know why. Because sometimes I just think I, like, I look back at stuff from like. Uh, that I did in like 2014 or something. I'm just like, The Force Awakens wasn't out. It's weird. Yeah, like, Force Awakens feels older than like Age of Ultron, which came out the same yeah, that's year. Yeah, that's weird to hear too. That, um, hmm. So, did you have a third movie? Maybe I don't really watch as many comedy movies as I, I thought I did. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I have one. Hmm. All right, well, let me put this bottle back in my Mountain Dew. I guess... I, let me, let, well, I can't see you. Do you have a Mountain Dew with I you? I don't. Shoot. I, should, I don't oh, have one. Well. 
maybe if you had it, you could have thought of a third. I movie. just thought of a com- like a a, a, a movie length ish comedy special that I really like. Uh, Patton Oswalt's. Uh, okay, I'll go with uh, it. What is uh, it? Patton Oswalt's Annihilation is one of my favorite comedy specials. It's sad, but it's also really funny. Oh, is that on Netflix? Uh, or? Yeah. Oh, it's one okay. of my favorite Netflix comedy specials, and there aren't too many that I do like, but I like that one a lot. <laughs> All right, so for me, for TV shows, I got to go to the three comedies I go back to the most, which are Seinfeld, The Office, and The Simpsons. Yeah, absolutely. And I th- oh, yeah. I think for my three comedies to watch, I think probably I'd narrow it down. Like my three favorite comedies would be Mrs. Doubtfire, Clerks 2 and Death at a Funeral. All right. Hmm. So there well, we go. I'll definitely have to check some of Get those some out. chuckles yeah. in. Need some chuckles. Yes. So, um what now we're well we'll wrap this up because you know, people are stuck at home, a lot of them are turning to streaming. Yeah. What is something from uh Disney Plus or Netflix? I have something from both uh services to recommend so what are something from streaming service that you would recommend people check out a tv show just to pass the time i i mean i haven't used disney plus that much but yeah i mean i definitely would recommend uh checking out uh the mandalorian i mean that's the thing that people are checking out in disney plus but it it is did you finish uh, it or n- not yet? Um, but that's partly because I stopped okay. having access to Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> but I do really like it. Has uh, all this uh, shut-in stuff made you want to subscribe? Again? Yeah, no, I've I've thought about it. Uh, I just have to really confirm if there if there isn't anything that's gonna make it totally worth it. But um, um, but uh, as for Netflix, um. I don't know what I really uh what comes to mind of like not exactly quite comedies um uh on Netflix that I have always that I remember really enjoying uh The Umbrella Academy is a really good uh uh show based on a comic series um <clears throat> that uh I just thought was really interesting uh sort of like uh character driven superhero stuff and um yeah i guess i mean a series of unfortunate events the the entire series is out so oh, i mean yeah. like that's that's a great thing i i've been I, i've been wanting to watch that again recently um haven't in a, quite a while so that's always good too all right so I'll say for me on Disney Plus, I tried to think of like original stuff that they only have on Disney yeah. Plus. All right, so I got two of them. One is The Legend of the Three Caballeros. Oh. Now I've only seen two episodes of it, but it's an animated show. You know the Three Caballeros with Donald Duck. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a thirteen episode like mini series type thing where. They have to go around the world. They're like assigned by some goddess to go around the world and do something to save it or yeah. something. I've only seen two episodes, and I gotta say, it's really oh, nice. good. All right, and um, and the animation looks really nice too. 
I like how compared to like the new DuckTales, it has the classic designs. Yeah, I, I like that. Which, by the way, once you finish The Legend of Three Caballeros, you got two seasons of DuckTales to check out, people. The new one's oh, really, really good. Have you seen the new DuckTales? Uh, not much yet, yeah. I'm almost done with season one. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited to check it's that really out. I good. think that that's a good recommendation for me because I've been meaning to check that out for so long, but I haven't found the time. Yeah, I like how Donald Duck has a bigger role than he did in the original show. Yeah. Yeah, there's this one episode where they go to the island that you should check out where there's like some Greek god person who thinks Donald is his best friend, but that's not how Donald does Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's awesome. All right, and the other one is this um, anime series, Marvel's Future Avengers. Really? So this is a show that... Uh, went out in Japan. It's it premiered in America on Disney Plus a few weeks ago. Now I want to tell you, like, I'll give you a little uh, synopsis of what the show is about, okay? Because I think this is yeah. awesome, okay? So th- it's about like these. There are these three kids, okay? Yeah. They're superheroes. It starts. They're being trained, and then you realized they're being trained by Hydra and the Red Skull. Oh. And they think that they're going to be superheroes, but Hydra has really trained them to be supervillains. And they've grown up thinking that the Avengers are evil. And then the one of the kids learns that actually Hydra is evil, so he goes to Iron Man for help. And then it's about like the Avengers mentoring these kids who were trained by Hydra to be the next generation of superheroes. Oh, wow. That is, that is a... It's really good. I've, that is a super interesting concept. <laughs> Yeah, I've only seen the first two episodes, and it's really good. And it has the Disney XD cast that I really like, like um, Roger Craig Smith as Captain America, Mick, I think it's Warrit as Iron Man, Fred Tescar as Hulk, and Spider-Man's in it. Uh, he wasn't in the two I saw, but he's a recurring yeah. character voiced by Robbie Damon, who voices him now on Disney XD. So it's got a really wow. good cast, yeah. too. Now that, that's interesting. I, I really have to check that out. Yeah, Marvel's Future Avengers. And the show on Netflix, uh, I could say my CW superhero shows, but you all know to check those yeah. out. Yeah. Okay? How many times do I got to say that? Yeah, come on. Especially check out those Superman episodes. Uh, I would say that the one besides those to check out is one that I've been going through recently, which is Supernatural. Yeah. So 14, 14 seasons, hour-long episodes. Go ahead. There you go. There you go. Plenty of time there. Yes. So, I think we've come to the end of our special updating you about the coronavirus. Boy, do we go long, but you know Mm -hmm. what? In quarantine, we have a long time to to go off on many trails. Uh, I I want it. And once again... Uh, well, before we end, I, I I wanted to get into this a little more, but I did a little research on like places, like uh, you know, nonprofits that can help uh, people in this. Time. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, for those actually in our locality, there is a Kent County COVID nineteen relief fund through the Heart of West Michigan United Way. Um. And they, they have a, uh, it's the Coronavirus Response Fund, Kent County. If you go to the Heart of Mes- 
Do they have a website you can uh, plug? I wish I had a more convenient way to do it, but yeah, I guess if you if you go to hwmuw.org, there will be a, an orange thing at the top of the screen. You click it, it brings you right to donating to the relief fund. Um, and uh, other than that, like I, like I mentioned earlier, uh, as if you want to support uh, musicians and artists on, uh, on Bandcamp on March 20th, hopefully we'll get this up in time for that. But yeah, uh, Friday, March 20th, uh, Bandcamp's having that special day where they're putting all their uh, excess funds straight to the artists. So uh, yeah, watch out for stuff like that uh, because I think uh, the entertainment industry especially like indie artists are going to need our help in this time so yeah that's all yeah and i'd also say you know i said earlier but i think we should also give a special shout out to everyone working in the medical field uh grocery mail and delivery police fire department everyone who's putting themselves on the line to try and make this um as smooth as possible, making sure people get the help that they yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's going to only get tougher, especially for the health industry. So, yeah, definitely. That's why... Uh, hey, uh, should I make a suggestion that I, no one will listen to me because it's just me saying this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, medical people, they're going through a lot right now with this. I think that... Uh, local movie theaters should make it so that uh, maybe the day before it's released that they just as just as a way to say thanks, maybe they should be able to have an early special screen of Black Widow when this is all done. That that's I mean that's not a half bad. It's like a special yeah. thank you or something. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was very proud of myself for coming <laughs> up with that. I I agree. So yeah. All right, guys. Like all things, and hopefully this soon too, it has come to an end. Yes. And we went off, we went on many trails, many adventures, such as Joker, wondering when are we going to see the new mutants? Maybe never. Maybe never. By this time, they'll be the old mutants. Yeah. All right. And as we sit back in quarantine, you know what I say? I think as doing it separately, well, we don't know how yeah. we'll be in post. I think separately it works pretty yeah, well. Yeah, this has been much more smooth than I expected. So, you know, maybe we definitely can consider doing this more often. Yeah. I Especially considering how long the uh, quarantine <laughs> Oh, goes yeah, on. definitely. <laughs> I mean, we might not be able to pump out a new, uh, like an in-person one until May. <laughs> yeah, no, that. De- that definitely could be the case. But, <laughs> hey, this seemed to, this feels like a regular episode. I didn't feel like there was any, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it went long, but that's normal. <laughs> yes. Because, as we do every episode, and like a lot of you can do, because there's nothing stopping you. you got nowhere else to yeah. go right now. As always, and forever, until we can all go outside and meet people yes. again. Keep falling, falling down, down that, that rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Stay safe out there.